0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, English for Life in the UK. This podcast is for those people who want to improve their English and at the same time learn more about life in this country. And I'm joined today by Helen and Christine. Helen, how are you today?
1: I'm fine, Mark. I've been for a nice walk this afternoon. Um, I'm a little bit nervous now. This is my first podcast, but ready to go. Yeah,
0: It's lovely to have you on the podcast and I'm sure you'll do fine. Christine, how are you?
2: Well, I'm very well too and I too have been for a lovely walk. It is such a beautiful day here in Calderdale. The sun is shining and the ground is all covered in snow. Very beautiful.
0: How are you, Mark? I'm good, thank you. I've got some quite exciting news because this morning I had my vaccination. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> So we're all in this country, we're all uh, sort of waiting in a queue for when it's our turn to have the vaccination. And I had a message two days ago and uh, lo and behold, I was able to have my vaccination this morning.
2: And you're not in pain?
0: No I no, I have had no after effects Good so today we're going to talk a bit about where we are when we record this podcast. So as many of you will know if you are regular listeners, we are all volunteers at the St. Augustines Center. This is a charity that supports those people in need and in particular in our area we do a lot to support asylum seekers and refugees and that includes helping them with improving their English. So we thought we'd tell you a bit more about where actually are we, where is the centre. So Helen is going to start off by telling us a bit about that.
1: So yes, Mark, the St. Augustine Centre is um, in Hanson Lane, which is um, close to the centre of Halifax. And Halifax is the largest town in the Calder Valley. Um, There are other towns along the valley, Brickhouse, Elland, Sobey Bridge, Hebden Bridge, Todmorden, but Halifax is the largest one and these form um, the, the borough of Calderdale and Calderdale is part of West Yorkshire so it's a little complicated Yorkshire's a big place um, we're in West Yorkshire and that's part of Yorkshire in the north of England and um, and part of the UK
0: thanks Helen. So tell us a bit more, Christine, about what Calderdale is. What does that mean and where is it and what's it like?
2: Yes, thank you. Yes, as you say, the local authority's name is Calderdale. In fact, it's a metropolitan borough of Calderdale. But the word Calderdale is, is an old word. Dale is the old word for a valley and Calder is the name of the river that flows through that valley. And Calderdale really is just a a set of um, moorland in the south of the Pennines. And flowing through that is a large river and lots of its tributaries. And it's a river Calder. So there are very steep-sided valleys that go down to the river Calder and as helena said um halifax is the largest town in that valley well the largest town in calderdale because of course the river calder does flow on and goes near wakefield and and other large larger towns but in calderdale halifax is the main town and it's the largest one so most of the land in calderdale is moorland um th- there are hills but there are but really there are no high points because most of the moorland is quite flat
0: christine you mentioned the pennines what, what are the pennines
2: oh yes that's the name of the um the mountain well the hills i should say that go through the north of england all the way from the scottish border down the centre of England, and we are near the south of that ridge.
0: And can you describe moorland a bit more? What does it look like, the moorland?
2: Well, moorland is often quite boggy, quite wet. It's fairly flat land, often with grass and heather and tussocks is a nice word, little clumps of grass and heather. And uh, traditionally, there have been sheep have been farmed on on the moorlands and on the top edges um, of the valleys. And of course, we've been talking about Calderdale, which is our local authority. And throughout the United Kingdom, there are local authorities Like Calderdale, local authorities are responsible for things like roads and uh, rubbish. You know, they they empty the bins. They run libraries and leisure centres. And also a large part of the money they have goes towards looking after old people in residential homes. But they organise the education and housing for people. So you may not live in Calderdale, If you live in the United Kingdom, there will be a local authority in your area that has those responsibilities.
0: Now, Helen, um, that tells us a bit about where Calderdale is and a bit about the geography of it. What are the famous places in Calderdale and maybe some of the famous people as well?
1: Well, probably the most famous place... um at the moment is the Peace Hall, which is in the center of Halifax. And the Peace Hall was built, I think it was 1779. um, And it was built a place to sell the woolen cloth that was being made in the local area. Um, And it was a marketplace. Um, And it's still there in the center of Halifax. Um, and it was reopened about three years ago. It's had a little modernisation, and now it's got um, lots of interesting little shops, um, and a big space in the middle um, where people can sit in cafes and um, and the music events. So it's a lovely space in Halifax.
0: I think we could probably say that it's the most popular tourist place in Halifax. Do you think that's true? Um, Yes, I think.
1: um, And yeah, and people are coming from um, all over the country. Even my friends in London now um, have heard about the Peace Hall. Um, And the other reason people are coming to Halifax in the last couple of years is because um, a Halifax woman... Um, has become more well known, and her name was Anne Lister. And Anne Lister um, was living in the 1700s, and recently a TV program was made about her. She lived in um, in Shipton Hall, which is now um, well, it's now in a in a park that's open to the public. But she was um, a lesbian woman and she wrote diaries about her life, and about all aspects of her life. She was a landowner, um, she was a diarist, she travelled widely, Um, and so people are interested in her story and in her life and coming to Halifax to see the places um, that we associate with her. What was the television programme called? Um, The programme was called Gentleman Jack. which was the name that was, that, was, that was used for her because she dressed in quite a masculine way, I think.
0: Yes, I believe that programme was one of the most popular programmes on television in this country last year. Um, and I think they're making a, a new series. Um, and I think that uh, the actress, Saran Jones, I think she won an award as the best actress uh, on on television programmes last year. Who else would you pick out, Helen? Well, the
1: other person who interests me is um, a woman called Elsie Whiteley, um, who I remember from childhood because my mum had some clothes with her dress label in them, some of her blouses. And at the time, I didn't know that Elsie Whiteley um, was born in Halifax and started as... Um, a machinist in a mill when she was 12 years old um, and eventually had six mills and one of them, um, it's quite close to St Augustine's, it's at the bottom it was at the bottom of Hopwood Lane um, and she worked there and the mill closed um, I think it was in the late, seven, late 1970s um, but it's now being redeveloped as a Um, It's called the Elsie Whiteley Innovation Centre, and it's down near the town centre. But she made the most beautiful clothes that were sold um, all over the UK, including in London and Oxford Street.
0: You said an innovation centre. How would you explain that to somebody?
1: Oh, innovations are new ideas. Um, So I think um, in the Elsie Whiteley Centre, there were lots of... um, small businesses i think and you can rent the space to develop your business um if you're if you're trying to start something new in halifax
0: so some of the newest ideas have been developed in places like that and now we've been joined by john who's going to tell us a little bit about the history of this area so, John, you're going to tell us a bit about the history of the area.
3: Yeah, uh, just a little bit about the um, some of the economic history and the demographic history of Halifax. In the 15th century, Halifax became the hub of the West Riding of Yorkshire, and this was primarily due to its um, its woolen manufacture. So, we've talked a little bit about the geography. So the geography in and around Calderdale, Calderdale, we had a lot of of steep hills and moorland, which were ideal for raising sheep, hence the the raw materials for the woolen industry. Um, We also had a lot of fast-flowing rivers and streams, which were able to produce the power for the water mills. Uh, And latterly, it was found as well that we had significant coal deposits in this part of the world. So as the water mills moved on to being um, propelled by steam, we had the raw materials to to work the cotton mills and the, and the more importantly the woolen mills in this part of the world. Um, we've mentioned uh, the the Peace Hall, so that's um, our woolen history is attested to by the presence of the of the magnificent Peace Hall in the centre of Halifax, um, which was opened on New Year's Day, 1779, and this was the base for all the cloth merchants. Um, so the, the people who manufactured the cloth in their homes would bring the, the cloth into the peace hall. And this was then sold by the merchants all around the world. As we moved on, uh, as I said, the woolen industry, very, very important throughout the throughout that time. As we moved on to the 19th century, um, the, the wealth of Halifax came from the growth in manufacturing. So particularly woolen goods, uh, carpet manufacture, uh, the uh place known as Dean Clough Mill, which still stands today and the north end of Halifax, was in its day the largest carpet mill in the world. So there's a factory in that part of Halifax, which is over half a mile long, um, which uh, no longer working as a, as a carpet mill, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, and this huge growth in wealth and manufacture needed to be managed and invested. Um, so in 1853, Halifax saw the birth of what was then known as the Halifax Permanent Investment and Building Society, which uh, has been more well known to people today um, as uh, HBOS, which is Halifax Bank of Scotland. So a very, very, um, to this day, one of the largest financial institutions in the UK, which still has its headquarters in Halifax um, and still employs quite a lot of people in the town. During this period of growth, we um, obviously a huge amount of textile mills, bringing people in from all over the country uh, to work in the new mills. a Huge rising wealth and production. Also saw uh, Halifax was during this time a centre of um, Chartism agitation amongst working people for the vote and for a, a growing sense of democracy. And as we moved into the twentieth century. Um, a, a big centre of um, organising in trade unions and the labour movement.
0: I believe it was also an important centre for the suffragettes as well.
3: It was, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of suffragette um, activity in Halifax. Uh, a lot of social and, and radical history uh, associated with Halifax. As we moved into the twentieth century, uh, continued growth and success of these industries, woolen, carpet manufacturing. Various other manufacturing industries uh, led to a, a demographic change in Halifax because people moved here from other parts of the world to find work in the factories and mills in and around Halifax. Um, so, for many years, Halifax had been a destination for Irish immigration, and we still have a significant uh, population of Irish descent, particularly from the west coast of Ireland. So, we have a lot of people of Irish descent in Calderdale. And post World War II, These Irish immigrants were joined by Poles, Serbians, uh, and many people from India, Pakistan, particularly uh, the Kashmir area, who also came to work in the textile mills. Um, More recently, of course, uh, as we know at St. Augustine's, we've seen significant amounts of people coming from places as far afield as Iran or El Salvador, Syria, Africa, who have been moving to Halifax as refugees or asylum seekers. From the 1970s onwards, successive governments in the UK presided over the decline of manufacturing, something which really hit Halifax quite hard. Manufacturing, especially in terms of clothes, carpets, things like that, moved to the developing world uh, and many jobs were lost. Um, But as we've seen uh, in, in recent years, Halifax has diversified a lot, diversified economically, in recent years, we've shown this by the reinvention of sites such as the Peace Hall and the Dean Clough Mills, uh, which have basically moved into being centers of retail, tourism and entertainment. So a lot of these great big buildings, uh, huge mills and places like the Peace Hall, which were once central to the, the manufacture and distribution of um, material goods, are now engaged in having concerts, They'll be filled with shops. They'll have wine bars, and there are places of of tourism, which kind of mirrors the the move away from in this part of the world from being a manufacturing-based economy uh, into being what we might call a tertiary economy, so more engaged with services, tourism, entertainment, things like that.
0: Language support. This is the part of the podcast where I choose some words and phrases from this episode to explain in a little more detail. Now, today's episode included quite a lot of difficult and complex words, particularly in the section on local history by John. I'm not going to try to cover those words in this section but just to remind you that the transcript for this and all our episodes is available on our website and in those transcripts we include footnotes, that is a note to explain some of the more complicated words. So that transcript will be available a few days after this episode is published on our website uk, And I'll spell the main part of that address again STAUG. U-S-T-I-N-E-S-C-E-N-T-R-E-H-A-L-I-F-A-X What I am going to do in this section is to talk a bit about a particular type of adjective that was used quite a lot in this episode it's something we call a superlative adjective so this is when we are comparing things and we're saying that something is at the extreme at the upper or lower level or limit of something so For example, in the text, we talked about Halifax being the largest town in Calderdale. John talked about a carpet mill, which was the largest in the world. I talked about some of the newest ideas. And then we talked about the Peace Hall being the most famous place, the most popular tourist place. We talked about a television programme being the most popular programme. And we talked about an actress being the best actress. All of those are examples of superlatives. They are at the extreme, the largest, the most famous. And you will notice that they take different forms. There are really three main forms. For short adjectives, you can usually just add EST to the end. So large becomes largest. New becomes newest. Then for longer words, longer adjectives with two or three syllables, you add most to the front of the adjective. So you get the most famous and the most popular. And then, as in so many things in the English language, there are some exceptions. So the third area are those which have their own special superlatives. And the three most common ones of those are Good becomes best. So you could talk about the best football team in the country. Bad becomes worst. So you could say, I've had the worst day this week. And little becomes least. So this is the least expensive toy that I could find. So those are the three main ways in which you make superlative adjectives. And you will have found some of those examples in this episode and I'm sure you will find more if you look for them elsewhere. That's it for this week. Don't forget you can always contact us and give us feedback on this episode or the podcast generally at our email address, which is English for Life in the UK at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe and keep working at your English.